Welcome back to the Character Corner with your hosts, Chris and Deepom here. And we are back for, you know, I, I was going to say drum roll, but I was, I was going to do it. But like, I, I don't have a, the table for the drum. I got like a metal table right now, not a regular table. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're here for the last Character Corner of 2018. Um, man, I think this was like 67, 68 for us. This is so many comic books. <laughs> Yo, so many comic books. Like, I just... What 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 possessed us to think that this was a good idea? Like I know I came, I, I think I said something to you about it, and then like you agreed to it. Like why do you why do you agree to this? Like this is not what we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why do we do this? We've created a monster. We really have. Um, we are here for part two of Aquaman. Um, and we're gonna get into some and get into some stuff here, guys. Um, there's a lot to discuss. That sounds you heard with a beer cap hitting a table because if I'm gonna talk about this, I'm gonna be drinking. Um, so before we get into part two, uh, and, and kind of get into this, I, I, I want to take a little bit of, of time to kind of go back and recap where we were for part one. And no, normally we don't do that, right? Normally we don't we do don't that. Do this, normally we don't do this, but I, I need it. I need to do this because I need you guys to understand something. Um, like, uh, uh the, the, the Bay at where, uh, uh, Tom Curry, uh, 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 Arthur's father lives at is called MC Bay. I'm going to need you guys to go to MC Bay and like literally. Like just, you know, uh, just just sit there on 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 that beach in that that lighthouse and just forget everything we talk about. Like just like turn it into Amnesia Bay and just forget everything that we were that we did in the last show. Because um, what's going to happen is you're going to see that as I recap some of this stuff, that as you go forward, you're going to start wondering why do they undo that? They had a perfect base. Why why are we doing this now? And I, the only answer I can come up for is um, DC. That's the only answer I can come up with. So where we last left off at, we we had talked about Peter David's fleshed out, you know, world. <laughs> he, he fleshed out Atlantis. He gave us a complete history. He gave us a history Atlant- and a future. It was a fully realized world. He Game of Thrones Atlantis. If 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 you read, I think it's like uh, the collected edition. Like it might be book two. Book two of Peter David's. Uh, uh, Atlantis, uh, uh, Aquaman run. I can't remember what issue. It doesn't go to, it's not his complete run, but it ends at like maybe like, I don't know, maybe like issue 20 in the 20s, something like that. Um, the wait, one of the last pages is a family tree. It's either there or it's in, you know, maybe it's in the Chronicles of Atlantis. Um, it's a family tree that gives you the full lineage down to Aquaman. It starts at, uh, Thorval and it goes between the two brothers, Orn and, and uh, Shalalak, uh, and it ends with Atlanta and, and her husband Travis, but that's not who Aquaman's father is. Like, it gives you the full like list of the history because it gets kind of confusing, but it gives you the steps so you can see where you were. You get this fully fleshed out world. It's a complete history there. You know, he's expanded on uh, Arthur's powers. Defining uh, telepathy has given him not not. It's not that he speaks just speaks to animals and can control sea life. He he has suggestions to see life and and his and and it's a, this is a weird thing that not a weird thing this is something that Peter David did in his run that nobody else did and for for people that seem to be worried about the image of Aquaman and how oh uh, well he's just fish boy he just talks to fishes I don't understand why more writers of Aquaman don't do the thing where they give the the sea life personalities. Peter David did that. He gave the sea life personalities. So when 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 Aquaman is talking to the sharks, you see sharks are like forgetful and they're kind of like, oh, that's the sharks. That's what they do. They're 
there. The 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 dolphins are are very highly intelligent, and he has these conversations, and they always they're they're part of his family, right? You have this idea of um, the whales always knowing things. They're almost like clairvoyant, almost. And it's like we know the things we we need to know. It's like he's he's made it so that not only is Atlantis fleshed out, not only is Aquaman fleshed out, the fucking sea life is fleshed out. You know, everything matters. Every it's everything. Just, oh, he's Aquaman. It's no no. He's the king of the seas, which and this is what that means. It's defined clearly because Peter David put the work in and the care and the time and and everyone we talked about today owes that man a fucking apology. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we we kind of talked about this in like you know issue uh, Peter Davis run ended at issue forty nine. I think that was volume four of Aqua the solo uh, solo run of, of Aquaman. Um. Uh, issues fifty through seventy five weren't. I know there's Eric Larson. There were some other writers for that. It's fine. I don't think there was anything like groundbreakingly bad in 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 that in in the end of uh, volume four. He gets uh, the golden hand. Uh, he does get a golden hand. Uh, which honestly, that might sound like it's weird, but when you get to where we're gonna get to later on. I yeah, because it wasn't like just it was a golden hand that was like the harpoon; it could change. It made it was a natural evolution from when Peter David took his hand in the beginning to give him something using that. I was fine. With the no, it's fine. It, it, it's fine. Again, it sounds golden hand, but it's, it's still fine. Um, uh, Mira comes back as his as back as his wife. Uh, Dolphin and Gar uh, and Garth get married. They have a baby together. Like you end volume four on like what seems like a good note. Arthur's king. He you know his subjects respect him. Everything's fine. Now let's get ready to, to destroy it all. No, can we do the Justice League real quick? Because it's actually a really good story. And I really oh like yeah, go go ahead, go and finish the Justice League stuff. Yeah, awesome. So Aquaman is in the Justice League. Kind of like we've talked about last time. Not the most used um, member, but in, during the Outworlds at War storyline, Atlantis. Excuse me, Aquaman and Poseidon is the capital city of Atlantis disappear, and no one knows what happened. So eventually the Justice League finds the city. It's covered by a mystical, no one can no one can see it. It's just uninhabited and under the water. They bring in Tempest and they find out that the city had been sent to the past during the Hour of the War event by Tempest to protect it. It then tells like this, it doesn't invalidate anything Peter David did because I think it actually predates it because it goes to the actual sinking of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And talks about an ancient Justice League, and it's actually a very cool book, very well written. And then the Obsidian Age has them bring the Atlanteans and Aquaman back to the present time. It's all very cool. I think it's very well done. They bring it, it's it's a story that brings Aquaman to the present, and makes it matter, makes it fun. So Aquaman starts again in two thousand three. Aquaman has a hand made of water now, which is from the Outworlds of World. Well, well, let's go back to to, to that world, the the, the Obsidian Age stuff, because I, I think that there's things that happen there. Uh, this is where, because before you get into the fifth, yeah, the Justice League dies. Well, the Justice League dies, and like I said, it's it's okay. I'm okay with it because I, I like I, it. Well, the, the, I think the problem I have with it is. It's not, it, it's fine up until, to me, the end, where, because basically when they go back, uh, this is very important, because in order for it to get into where you start, because if you don't read that stuff, because I made the mistake of going into volume five, having not read the JLA stuff first, you have to read the JLA stuff, because you need to know where, you need to know where you come from, because 
basically going back, it, it, it's uh, the sorceress uh, was a Gamamine, I think that was her Gamamine. name. Uh, Gamamine. And she, um, she basically was born with the marker codex herself, blonde hair. And she was left out on Mercy Reef. And what happens is she um, basically comes, she doesn't do the thing that Arthur does, but comes back and kind of like, oh, well, I'm okay with it. She comes back and basically, you know, raises Atlantis. Um, and it's a whole thing with sorcery, right? Uh, when, when, when Garth, uh, Garth has sent, uh, um, uh, Tempest has sent Atlantis back. It was basically a um, command from Arthur. Arthur had had this, right. this plan that in order to protect Atlantis, we send it back to the time of our ancestors where we'll be embraced. Uh, turns out that it wasn't true. Uh, and basically mm. what happened was because of that time when they sent it back, Atlantis had been raised above mm. sea level. And the, the Atlanteans above sea level looked down on these Atlanteans that came from the future that are living underwater. And, and the time is different. So, these, so when right. the Justice League shows up, 15 years have passed. So uh, the, uh, the Atlanteans from our time have been living in slavery, basically, for this, under the water for 15 years. You know, Aquaman had gotten turned into like this pool of water. He was literally <laughs> living in this reflective pool. Again, this is not the most. This is not the most weirdest shit we say. No, Joe Kelly and Doug Mankey. I love the art. I love Joe Kelly. It's a weird story. Your your miles may vary. I ne- never occurred to me people wouldn't like this story. Well, I, I think it's it's a fine story. But what got me is the end of it. Because at the end of the JLA run, what happens is, at the end of the JLA arc and story is at you know. Jelly gets brought brought back. Aquaman resyncs uh, Atlantis in the present time, and it brings uh, the Atlant- and they bring the Atlanteans from the past uh, back into the future, right? And he he, he saves everything. He saves the city, he saves the world. Um, and at that moment, it ends with Mira and the rest of the Atlanteans arresting Arthur because yep. he. I, I still can't understand what it was. I He's can't. He's the one who sunk Atlantis in the first place. <sighs> I guess it's his fault that Lind- he caused the great disaster. And even more than that, he enslaved their people for 15 years. It was his plan. But it was, it was either that or they, they get destroyed by the empirics probe. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they were right, but, but, but the will of the people had cast him as the enemy. Right. And, and not I, like he'd been slaving alongside them. He was missing for those 15 years. Right. Right. I mean, not that like he could do anything because he was literally been turned into a pool but, of water. But not what you go on the word of Arthur that he wasn't piling around for him any. You don't know what happened. Right. I, I mean, I guess. Just people who've been enslaved, you're going to look for a scapegoat. I mean, I guess. I guess. And, and also, editorial really wanted Arthur not to be king. Well, and, 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 and that's the thing to me, right? I think that's the thing that, that, that kind of drives home what's gonna, what we're going to be talking about going forward with here is I feel like the editorial, the editors didn't. They wanted Arthur to be king, but then they didn't want him to be king. And this is one of those things that I think when, when people go, what is the problem with Aquaman when you, consider, when, when you compare him to some of the other kings that we've had in books or other rulers that we've had in books, right? We have Thor. We have Black Panther. We have these things. And I think the problem comes down to is that every story with, with, with Aquaman goes he needs to be king. He needs to be king. He needs to be king. And then as soon as he becomes king, it's like, you know what? We actually don't want him to be king. Well, well, I think that that's, you speak to a larger problem because no one loves Aquaman. Let's be real. Like, no one loves Aquaman. No one's dying. No mm-hmm. one's dream book is Aquaman. So a lot of people see it as a stepping stone. So, and the easiest Aquaman story to tell is I'm chasing the throne. Yeah. Hard one to tell, shout out Peter David, is it's my throne. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's so my throne and my responsibility. The familiar trope is chase the throne. That's what they have him do. They have him chase. They're still having him. Ch- Let's get to it. Right. Oh my God. But, but you're right. It's, it's so like funny. it's chasing the throne, chasing the throne, chasing the throne. Then when it gets it again, Peter David to me was the only one that really was like, OK, he has it. Let's show um, one. He's, he's got the throne. He doesn't really want the throne, but now he has to be king. And he has to take on that responsibility, and he's going to do it. And it comes with the good and the bad that comes with that, right? We see that when we talk about when we when we do like when we talked about Black Panther, we saw that, right? Like T'Challa has to deal with the weight of being king, and what that means to be king, and the difficulty that comes with that. Sometimes it it means doing things like I don't know, devaluing your <laughs> and making inert all of your the, the the main export of your country and your main value, main wealth, and then having to live and deal with that. Right. And sometimes that might cause an uprising. That might call some people to some challenge to your throne, but then you also then lean into the strength of what it means to be King, which is mean you crush that fucking rebellion. You know, they never do that with Aquaman. Yeah. So you have no choice. Right. And, and so we start volume six and, uh, rich, uh, Vetch, I think takes over the six solo series. It doesn't matter. And it's a bit jarring to pay, put it at least, uh, uh, at least, um, Arthur's being hunted, exiled. Uh, when did this happen? This is another thing that stood out to me too. Um, it seems like in the six six volume that didn't wasn't an issue beforehand. He's back to having the weakness of not being able to be out of water. I don't know what's happening, man. Because it's, it comes out of nowhere. Where he's like, "Oh, I'm on land, and I just I need to find water." I'm like, "Why? Why? You've been we've been we never you had it, it would be like if um uh, you know early on." In, in a defining run of Superman, they were like, you know what? Him being having a weakness to like, you know, kryptonite is dumb. Let's get rid of that because it just it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Let's stop doing it. And and people embrace him like you're right. You know what? That was dumb. We're okay with it. Let's move forward. And then somebody going, you know what? I I like the kryptonite weakness. We're gonna bring it back. And with no explanation, they just bring it back, and all of a sudden Superman gets weak by. You're like, why are we back to this? So. It starts with that, and so Arthur gets. I, I can't remember where exactly the, the Atlantean guard chases him to. Uh, but chasing him, they, they're they're trying to leave him. They they were leaving him, uh, like on this. It wasn't Mercy Reef, it was somewhere else where they were gonna let him, you know, die of 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 being above ground and not having water. He escapes. He finds water, and um, he finds his magical lake, and um. I should you not. I'm thinking about back in my mind going, this is not the Lady of the Lake. This is not the Lady of the Lake from 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 Camelot lore. This is not the Lady of the Lake. This is not the, they're not gonna do this. They're not gonna do this. They fucking do it. It's, what if I told you they did do it? He meets the Lady of the Lake from King Arthur Lore. Not only does he just meet her, she gives him because because at this time he had broken uh the harpoon hand that he had. Uh, which, by the way, it doesn't make sense because, again, again, there were a lot of things, the, the continuity doesn't make any sense because, like we said before, he had gotten the golden hand that was that could be shaped into anything. It wasn't just a hand. But in this mm-hmm. in this volume, all of a sudden, it's back to just being a harpoon. Like, yep. I, it, what, what, and I think that's the thing that, that 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 annoys me so much with this sixth volume is it it it's supposed to be carrying on from what happened before, but it doesn't. It's like someone. 
read part of Peter David John. Like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. The shooters, no, 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 I got, yeah, yeah, you, you do, you do realize there were some stuff that happened to me, but, but that's the yeah. weird thing, right? It's a weird thing because they took the part of of him not being king, him being exiled, and being cha- you know, being hunted by Atlantis. They took that piece. But they didn't take any of the part of the. Hey, hey, he has a hand. He has a gold hand here. It's different. Um, but she gives him a a magical hand that's made out of water. Ah. I'm, not only just a magical hand that's made out of water, but it basically turns him into like Jesus of Nazareth. So he, he can like revive people from the dead with the hand. I can never not nail down what the actual fucking powers of the hand is. I'm not going to lie. I stopped reading at some point. I stopped reading. You have to. Or I, it hurt you. You have to stop. I, I, stopped, I stopped reading it because it was this whole thing of going. Like, there was this thing where, again, Peter David introduced. Let's, let's go back a little bit to, to Peter David. So Peter David, because it's something we kind of skipped over here. Peter David introduced the idea of sorcery being a part of Atlantean uh, uh, lore. Because... Uh, remember, this is the Arthur whose father isn't human. It's is his his father's Atlan, but Atlan is not was not the husband of his mother, Atlanta. Atlan was basically a, a, a sorcerer. He was further up the the, the he was one of uh, Arthur's more older uh, of um, uh, 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 um, ancestors. And but he was he he basically lived in I don't I can't remember I don't know how to explain it but he was he basically left this world and was living like an an, an a, in a as a wizard and he impregnated both Atlant Atlantia and it wasn't like some some rapey like God impregnating Mary or which you know not going to get into that it, it was like a she she willingly she she willingly willingly you know gave in because she wanted a child and they couldn't bear a child and she willingly had sex with this entity. Um, and the same thing happens with Orm's mother because remember we had that conversation too about where Orm was uh, the his his mother was an Inuit woman and it, it was um, same thing. Atlan fathered both of them because it, it was his prophecy of you know uh, two brothers will battle for the throne of Atlantis. That was the prophecy he was filling. So they always he, he was always there with this sorcery stuff. He's the one that pulled and saved Garth and 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 trained him. It, same thing that you know, uh, different time, it, time changed differently, and trained Garth in the ways of sorcery, and um, uh, Garth became Tempest. So, so the, the this the sorcery part was always there. Again, going now going to volume six, it seemed like someone was like, "Hey, that sorcery part there," and we just did the whole sorcery thing with the sorceress uh, in, in in GLA. Let's just double down on all of that, and let's just make this a sorcery book, and. It's just not good. It's not good. So I stopped reading that arc. I stopped reading it. And, and, and the, um, I, I guess out of volume six, the arc that stands out is the Sub Diego arc, where, where uh, San Diego is mysteriously sunk. And they think all the light, all the people in San Diego, it sinks to this thing. Everybody thinks all the people are dead. And it turns out that these people, uh, they find, Aquaman finds these people, and it turns out that they're, they're actually alive underwater. They're able to breathe underwater. Say the name. Say the name of the new city. Sub Diego. I hate everyone. Um, we'll, get in, we'll, we'll get into. Uh, no, no, we'll, we'll get into this because I think because it's one of the it, it's sadly one of the more standout ish things of volume six. 
But the first thing I want to point out about this is I, for some reason, thought that Arthur's water hand was gone during this. Because I, I just skipped. I stopped reading. I, the, I, I want to say this. The Sub Diego starts like maybe volume four in, in like the fourth volume of volume six. Uh, I just, I just, I'm not reading any more of this shit. I'm, I'm gonna skip to this because people point out the Sub Diego arc. Let me read that and see what happens. What I fa- figured out what it was is, what happens is when, when art, when, when Arthur, uh, uh, when, when writers don't want to deal or creators or writing uh, Aquaman and don't want to deal with some shit like his magical water hand, they make him wear gloves, so they never have to actually address it. It doesn't go away. It just means. He wears gloves, so you can't tell. Because I thought it went away, and then I find out that no, it comes back later on. Like, it, so you have this thing where you've now gone and changed his origin and his weaknesses and what it has, depending on how the the writer feels. And this is not me saying you're going from volume to volume or something like this. This is within the same volume. Like, this is within the same solo run where you have, depending on who the writer is, what Arthur's uh, powers are, what his weaknesses are. And what his physical even appearance is. And it's jarring. How are you supposed to get any kind of traction with a character when you so frequently change the rules depending on who the creative team is at that time? What are we supposed to do? So. Well. I just. It just Like there's one point in this, in the, in this, in, in this, in this arc where the Arthur's uh, they're in the coroner's office and they save this boy because this boy comes to shore who had who, who was supposed to be lost and they they find him and they think oh we we got a survivor and he dies and and they find and Aquaman they, Aquaman is there to talk to the coroner or something like that and they determine that they the he has gills and he could never breathe above uh, above above water. Um, Arthur's talking to this coroner while he do it and in the panel they literally show him walking over to the sink. So that he can douse himself with a fire with with a, with a hose, because he's been out of water too long, and he needs to keep, keep he needs to be in contact with water or he'll die. What are we doing? What are we doing? And why are we doing it? What are we doing? And why are we doing it? Questions that never get answered for the rest of the time we're going to talk about Aquaman. So yes, they uh, renamed the, the San Diego Sub Diego, uh, and Arthur because again, this is you know uh, Will Pfeiffer is the one who writes this, this this arc here, and I guess at this time whoever was editor or just because the winds change or where they flipped a coin, they decided they wanted Arthur to be a protector again. So he become because he's not going to be a king in Atlantis. They decided to make him the protector of Sub Diego. And even give him a new uh, uh, sidekick, Aqua Girl, or with Lorena Mar- Marquez. Marquez. Yeah, for no uh, reason. No reason. Like, does she, she have powers? Does she have powers? No. Nope. She's just an average Sub Diegan. Yeah. Who can breathe underwater? That's she joins the Teen Titans because Jeff Johns wanted to sub. Uh, no, I don't think it was Jeff Johns at the point. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm about to hit me about it later. Let me stop. <sighs> Go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, they did with super. They they got it, 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 the eel was trying to take over. You know the this the, the crisis. They basically turned it into like Batman underwater, or they're trying to, because he's trying. Like it's just 
let's get the infinite crisis so i can get really upset all right let's go go in go ahead infinite crisis happened and aquaman's so after Infinite crisis is one year later gimmick and aquaman's determined to be missing uh, 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 explain what, what Infinite Crisis was, just real quick. You might have forgotten. I don't want to. Okay, never mind then. Don't, don't. Infinite don't Crisis. <laughs> All right, so I don't know how to do this quickly because I have to talk about Crisis. So, Crisis on Infinite Earth 1985 was a miniseries that basically took down the number of. The, the all those pre-crisis different like Superboy Jr. and Superman like three and Earth forty seven. They took all those universes and put them into one universe. That was the end of Crisis. In that Crisis, Supergirl dies from Earth two. The Flash dies, Barry Allen, and there are four survivors shown at the end who survive outside of our universe. Alexander Luther, the good at Lex Luthor from Earth three, Superman Prime. Superboy Prime, Superman from Earth 2, and Earth 2's Lois Lane. So, in an effort to, I'm assuming, make me hate him, Jeff Johns went back to those four who apparently have been altering history ever since by Superboy punching the wall of their glass cage. This resulted in Jason Todd being reborn. Lots of other things that never really explained DC Universe. And these reality wall punches were also that Alexander Luther and Superman from Earth 2 could find an Earth where Lois could live. But Alexander Luther was really using everyone because, of course, he's a fucking Luther and he wanted to create the perfect universe. And one of the pages has him reaching out for you. The event killed Superboy, almost killed Nightwing, except for fans got too upset. And it basically had, it was allowing DC Universe to say, we're going to push reset give you a one year later tag we'll tell that story in 52 where they eventually brought back all the universes was that good enough fine infinite crisis happens uh, arthur vanishes aquaman is renamed aquaman sword of atlantis issue 40 and we have a new protagonist named arthur joseph curry if the name sounds familiar i would invite you to go to the beginning of the the part one of this character corner because it's that arthur curry (laughs) go ahead explain it i I got nothing there's nothing to explain it's just they, yeah, there's nothing to explain. They somehow, because you know why there's nothing to explain? I didn't bother to read it. Okay. I right, refused. Cool. I'll give you those notes. I, 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 re- so, I refused. So. Because you know, you wonder why? Because I read the cliff notes and was like, absolutely not. I, said, I, I literally said, absolutely not. We're not doing, no. I read part of it was coming out because I was curious. And then I was very mad at myself for reading it. Um, <laughs> Arthur Joseph Curry is he showed up in Aquaman Sword of Atlantis, which the book was renamed into in May 2006. It was a one year later event. Um, it was kind of a sword and sorcery fantasy book, it was not good, it was um scuttled. Um, after the revival of Aquaman and Blackest Night, and Arthur Joseph Curry never ever gets mentioned again, but his story is that of the 1950s Aquaman Golden Age. Um, Arthur Curry is the son of an ocean biologist whose mother died in childbirth. And Dr. Curry was used a serum on his son so that he could um, breathe underwater and survive. He was, as opposed to the Arthur Curry from the 50s, he wasn't socialized with these powers. He was locked in his own tube his entire life. 
Avalon K, which sounds also almost like Amnesty Bay. Why are we? Why do they do this? Why are we? Why are we so, Art, this new Arthur Joseph Curry is contacted by the Dwellers of Deeps, the Depths, a humanoid with tentacles instead of hair and a left hand made of water. Huh. Huh. The Dweller makes him help King Shark. He basically begins like his own, like King Arthur. He becomes King Arthur under the sea. It's very weird. Um, the Dweller keeps saying, like, telling him his future and what's it going to be. And, and everything he tells him the future is going to be is actually Aquamental Adventures because. Goddamn. Actually, let's just go through it. So, this Arthur actually meets a Topo. You're right. Um, becomes a sidekick. And Tempest fights him because Tempest, of course, doesn't know who he is. He's also been stricken amnesiac and can't remember that he can, doesn't know how to breathe water anymore. They fight, and in the battle, the Dweller kill is killed. And so throughout the series, there's all these hints that the Dweller's actually Orin. It's our Aquaman. So as crazy and bad as it looks, they're trying to subplot something. When I tell you that it's not strong enough to do that, just trust me, do not read these books. Sort of Atlantis 57 is the issues is the series' final issue. I'm reading now from Wikipedia because I think it's more concise than I would have explained it. <laughs> Aquaman is visited by the Lady of the Lake who explains his origins. The Aquaman had given a sample of his water hand off-panel to Dr. Curry in order to resurrect Curry's dead son, Arthur, who he had named after Orin. When Orin tried to resurrect Sub Diego, a part of his soul, I shit you not, this is what happens, attached itself to the dead baby body of Arthur Joseph Curry while Orin mutated into the Dweller. He's still there. Why doesn't anybody take Aquaman serious? At the end of 57, Joseph, Arthur Joseph Curry says, I can't use his name. I killed him, calls himself Joseph, and swims away. Hey, so uh, obviously we uh, get more of this character later on because clearly they're setting something up, right? That would be a no. <laughs> um, he gets into a fight with Superman and Batman at one point. I forget what issue is. Doesn't matter. Um, and then this next mention on panel is the Blackest Night Prelude, the Titans issue, with when Tempest, when Garth finally takes the throne, and Mira mentions. Joseph left the trident and the uh, and the orange shirt here when he realized he could he couldn't live up to the legacy, and that's it. He had abandoned his duties as king of Atlantis, so he quit. So I guess the he, thing that I just <sighs> he was not um, he didn't get folded into the rebirth. He's not in fifty two or excuse me. After that, after Blackest Night, he's never mentioned again because Blackest Night. All right, so so this I, is what, I'm trying to figure out when I should do this. I'm gonna do it now. We got we got to do it now. We got we got to do it now. We got to do it now. I need to say something really quickly. I love Jeff John. Yes, he's a talented writer. I think that he brings a passion to Jody Vive to his characters. I think he truly inhabits the characters he writes. The next things I say about Jeff Johns are not very nice. Well, this is something. Just a caveat: we, we've we covered Blackest Night and Brightest Day before. If we did it, Green Lantern, and even then, we said, "Man, this is one of those things that Jeff John has a really great idea sometimes." But then there's times when you're just like, "You're kind of losing it, man." Kind no, of, I don't know that. So I've, I've actually I found the right way to say this. 
His Silver Age fetishism mm. pisses me off. Because what he's saying is what's been done since can't measure up to the nostalgia view of my childhood. Because Blackest Night includes the image of zombie Aquaman chasing Mira across the seas. <laughs> it also involves his resurrection. And he's a key member of the Brightest Day crew and comes elemental and blah, blah, blah. But during this, it's revealed that his Silver Age origin of being the half-son of an Atlantean queen has been reestablished. Now, Chris, I ask you this. If there's a reason beyond Silver Age fetishism, I would like to hear it. Because we have characters in the DC Universe who are stricken and live in two worlds. Martian Man Hunter, Super Fucking Man. We have that. You know we don't have, Chris? A fucking king. There's not one, like, oh, yes, they always, and the JLA, oh, my king. He calls her princess, and it's adorable. And it kind of is, except he doesn't do any king shit ever unless he's in someone else's book. That's when he's pissed off that you're invading his kingdom or you're pissing off his subjects. In his book, very rarely king, as we are already fucking covered. So you bring him back. You bring him back from the dead. You don't bring him back from the dead. You bring him back from the dead in an eight-issue maxi-series. Tying up your entire multi-year run on Green Lantern. And what do you do? And you can say, oh, no, I'm playing it the best, the, the version of the character that people know best, and maybe that's true. What I say you did is you slap Peter David in the fucking face. And I'm close to this right now. Because I sat down and I read the Peter David stuff, and it's good. But because it doesn't fit Jeff Johns' Super Friends version, Hannah Herrera version of... Aquaman and had to go. That's my, and I'm good. This is a drum, because guess what? Jeff Johns takes his by himself and says, I want to make Aquaman cool again, and then abandon ship after 16 fucking issues. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. But let I'm sorry I had to get that off my fucking chest, because Blackest Night, Brightest Day, I, I think they're great stories. I think they're fun stories. But what it says about Jeff Johns' view of himself as the curator of what DC quote-unquote should be, I believe was the problem going into New 52. I believe it's why if you fell on his face, I believe it's why Rebirth has his name on it, but less of his fingerprints. Because you know what's really happening? I'm, let me stop. Let me just stop. Hi, Chris. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a ridiculous thing because, again, brightest day literally erases every again peter david gave us lore it, it wasn't because it, again we, we, people are like well you know, okay fine so you make it so that um aquaman's origin now is that he's not you know uh the the, the uh, pure blood you know uh of atlantean blood but that he's actually you know a half breed between atlantia atlantia uh Atlant atlantia and um atlanta and um and tom it's not that big of a deal i'm like yeah, it is because you've literally now erased that entire everything Peter David did. Because it, Peter David's entire run is built off of. I, 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 again, this is why I, I, I had to do that revisit at the beginning of this episode about what we talked about last one is because maybe we didn't like really establish how much of um of what Peter David did. Chronicles of Atlantis doesn't really have Aquaman in it. it doesn't have Arthur Curry in it at all. Like he shows up at the very, very end as a baby being born. 
But that is like, what is it, like seven issues? It's seven issues of establishing what Atlantis was. It establishes the bloodline. It establishes the curse of the blonde hair. It establishes everything. It establishes the idea of, you know, two brothers were war for the, for the throne of Atlantis. It establishes all of that. And so when you come in here and you decide you're going to go back and you're going to redo Aquaman's origin, and not just Aquaman's origin here, because then they also change this idea that um, a mirror isn't from a, 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 another dimension. Or actually, I guess they, they 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 do keep her from another dimension, but that she's really was uh she she was really sent there to kill Aquaman by her by her uh father, uh, Nereus, and and and, right. and 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 it's just like, why did you do all this? Why 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 resurrect a character, and then completely? This is not like say you know because we talked about this book a lot. Uh, Venom, right? Venom went and it there's everything re- building on what's there and and burning it to the ground. It is, it's, you, you, it, there's a difference between, like you said, completely demolishing what was there before you and trying to and trying to build back up from the ground up versus putting layers on top of what was already there. The Venom book puts layers on top of whatever there. It's like, oh, well, we never really gave you an origin of the symbiote. What if we did that? What if we kind of went back further? Like, you think you know where the origin is, but what are you going further than that and show you that it's right here and it's always been here and this is what, what we've been dealing with, right? Um, what this does is, like, and, and this is, again, we, we have to make sure this is very clear. This is before New 52. So this is, you can't even sit there and go, oh, this is the reboot. This is when they rebooted it. This is before then. This, this is, is in continuity, supposed to make sense. All the pieces matter. Jeff Johns writing this. And I'm saying this, I'm taking kind of a fucking eye horse here, because I will give Jeff Johns all the credit in the world for what he did with Hawkman pre-New uh, 52. He did a lot mm-hmm. of work with Hawkman. Not, I think they're doing better work now, but he did a lot of good work with Hawkman because Hawkman's origin was shit. This is not that. He came into Aquaman with a well-established history, with a timeline, with a epic storytelling tradition that he could build on. And he said, but my cartoon was half human. So I feel the same way about the return of Barry Allen at the end of Final Crisis, but it's another argument for another day. No, I mean, that was another thing, too. It's like bringing back Barry Allen to basically get rid to, to undo what you have. Like, again, we're not going to go back into the Wally West thing, but it's like Wally West was the character that made it. It was, it was the, it was the, the sidekick that took literally fulfilled the, the his 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 destiny to take over for you know his mentor and take over the mantle and then we completely go back and re- undo everything because fuck it. Um, All right, so let's do number two. Oh well, before we get that, you got to remember we we didn't finish that. He's like, Akame is also revealed to be one of the elementals. I don't really like brightest. It hurts me. And and it's just. <sighs> So before we get to New Fifty Two, let's take, let's take a little break because you know in between New Fifty Two and and Brightest Day, let, let's, let's let's go into a little thing called Flashpoint. Just fill, fill the gap because there's that gap in between, right? Um, here's the thing. Can I can I just get in front of this? Yeah, go ahead. We're going to talk about a depiction of of Aquaman that existed in Flashpoint, just like the depiction of Batman in Flashpoint has become very popular with a very subsective fan. If you're one of those people, fine, enjoy what you love, but know that you love it because it's such a departure. Go ahead. 
Well, and I think that's the thing. So I, I've had my, we'll have a larger Flashpoint discussion at some point. And, and, and I think we, I, we, we, I've talked about this before. That my biggest problem with Flashpoint has always been, I think, felt like all the, the miniseries were too short. And they didn't flesh out. They started some things and didn't flesh it out. And so would you get the, the, and also the idea that some of the side stories and side things are happening in the background and the world is, that's there is a little bit more interesting than the main story with Flash trying to fix what he The, the did. problem with Flashpoint, they only did four months. Age of Apocalypse was six. Exactly. And so you get these three issues of that kind of, uh, the, the, I guess total was six. You get three from Aquaman and you get three from Wonder Woman, which kind of goes and explains uh, the war between Atlantis and Themyscira that's basically destroying the entire planet. Um, I, the thing I find interesting about this, and it goes to what you were saying before about, well, this is some people, some fans have this, the, uh, like this version of Aquaman. Like this version of Aquaman is formed the way he is because, again, going with, you know, the Tom Curry uh, was his father, uh, was his biological father origin. Tom Curry is killed when uh, the Atlanteans come to take Atlanta back to uh, Atlantis. And in that moment, because he's not raised by his father, Arthur is, uh, he doesn't learn the compassion his father has. He doesn't learn uh, to live in both worlds. He, 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 he's grown up to, to, to think that compassion is weakness, that his father was weak, and in order to, to, to meet weakness, you have to meet it with strength. And so that's when you get this scarred face, hard-nosed Arthur who literally is ready to destroy the entire world uh, and is being led, led around by um, being, being um, uh, deceived by his brother Orm. And who was, who was Orm uh, messing with, with the, uh, 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 the Amazon? I can't remember. It was, I think, was it? Oh, um, it was uh, Wonder Woman's aunt. Yeah, Wonder, yeah, I can't remember who her name was. Right. I mean, and so, it, again, it, it, there's nothing wrong with it because, again, it's showing you an alternate universe. It's not a real universe. But it, it, to me, again, the, 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 the series are too short. Because they don't really flesh things out, they don't. You feel like you're only getting part of the story, and you feel like you're rushing it. Um, but I did find it interesting because, again, it shows you this idea of um, if you're gonna use Tom Curry, and this is gonna gonna when we get into New Fifty Two, and we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk a little go get a little bit into the movie here. If you're gonna use Tom Curry, you got to show that um, his relationship with, with 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 Arthur is what helped define him. You know, it's what it, it, it's it's the human part of him. It's the part that showed him why Arthur is looked at as being the the one that can unite the world, or unite the surface and the and 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 the and the, and the people and the, the sea life and the, and the water, right? Um, what if Superman was underwater? Exactly. That's basically what it was, right? That's basically, that's basically what they did with Arthur here. And again, interesting, but again, it's Flashpoint, so nothing really matters. New 52. All right. So I want to make sure everyone realizes this. This first 16 issues is Jeff Johns, Ivan Rice, Joe Prado. This book is beautiful. I, 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 I thank you for saying that. Cause I was, I was, after we had our little, you know, Jeff Johns talk here, I wanted to say that I actually enjoyed these first 16 issues. It's the first three volumes is the trench, the others and throne of Atlantis. I really enjoyed these, these, the, these, uh, these issues. This is, Again, so it's New Fifty Two, so we're doing our we're doing our reboot. It's, it's one of those things that I almost, when I think back to what happened in Brightest Day, I almost feel like this was Jeff Johns being like, "Okay, I can finally now do what I was trying to do before." Which he yeah. should have just wait. I was like, "You should just wait until you guys rebooted the entire thing," because it's very very clear you wanted to reboot. 
So you should have just waited until we did a reboot instead of trying to ruin the things that were there before. Um, so let's go through some of the things that have changed. We, we brought this up again that we have all these changes that happen with this character. So we're now in New 52. Um, Arthur is back to being the son of Atlanta, uh, Atlanta and, and Tom Curry. So basically the, the change that Jeff John made before. Um, Atlanta is queen in Promise to Another. Falls in love and runs away. Um, Orm is Arthur's half-brother, um, as he always has been. But now he's Atlantean, right? He's the son of Atlanta, born when Atlanta was dragged back to Atlantis. I can't remember the, 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 um, the Atlantean she married and, and who Orm's father is at that time. And I believe she died in childbirth. I could be mistaken on that one. I think so, too. Um, I, we've talked about Black Manta before, and i got to say something. I like what they did with Black Manta here. Because before Black Manta, and we talked about this last episode, Black Manta was just a crazy person. His whole origin is basically Aquaman didn't save me when our boat sank, so now I hunt him down and I'm going to kill his son. Like it's like the most crazy, ridiculous origin, uh, and doesn't make any sense here. And and I think it works not just for Black Manta, but it works for Arthur as well. Um, he's hired by Stephen Shin, who was a a, a scientist who has his heart on for Atlant- uh, Atlantis. Uh, you find out that uh, Arthur's uh, Tom Curry, when when Arthur starts showing abilities uh, to breathe in the water and to control, uh, um, talk to the sea life, that Tom went to Doctor Shin. Doctor Shin was like, "Well, you know, I've been studying Atlantis all this time. I think he's from Atlantis." And in order, I, I believe, I believe he does this, this there. He in order to get a sample of of Arthur's skin, he hires. Um, Black Manta. Uh, there's a fight. Uh, Tom Curry has a heart attack. He doesn't die then. He dies in the hospital. Arthur, in a rage, goes to find Black Manta, this pirate. He gets on the ship. And he kills a man that's the, the captain of the ship. But he finds out when it's too late that it's not Black Manta, but it's Black Manta's father. Right. And so he murders Black Manta's father. Uh, and that's what why Black Manta has his hard on for Arthur. And the reason why I love it is in these issues, you even kind of see it. Arthur is devastated that, that moment. And I feel like this is the thing, you know, hear me out when I say this, I think this is what the thing that, um, he wasn't talented to do it, but this could have worked if, 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 if Zack Snyder stuck with it, what he was trying to do with, with, with Superman and, and, and Zod, which is when Arthur does this, he is devastated. He finds out that, oh, I, I made a mistake. I killed an innocent man. Everybody else is telling him, it's like, well, actually, Black Manta's father was actually a piece of shit. And so everybody else is kind of dismissing it. It's like, no, he was a terrible guy, too. He was a murderer. He was just as bad as, as Black Manta. You, you know, yeah, you, you killed him, but like, what was a better place for it? But Arthur's like, but what if he wasn't? What if he wasn't? What if he was a, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that he was a criminal at the time. I killed an innocent man in, in, in a fit of rage. I didn't think it through. And so that literally becomes a, a defining moment for him to do better and to be a hero, you know? And you see that it weighs on him. And in these 16 issues, you see Jeff Johns kind of continually hit on that point there. At the same time, you're also kind of looking at Black Manta going like, I kind of understand why he's kind of like this because you did kill his daddy. And um, yeah, <laughs> you know? It's like, Manta's got a point. Yeah, it's like, you know what, you know, I'm not trying to go villain agenda here, but, um, you know, he kind of... But it's something you mentioned in our um, premium Spider-Man 4 review, the villain that loves, is acting out of love is scary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, 100%. 
And so you 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 get black. So the 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 um the start of the the, the series is Arthur has given up the crown. He's given up being being king of Atlantis. He's moved to Amnesty Bay. He's living with Mira. Uh, you and you you get him. You know, Mira basically falls around because again they're they're keeping the idea. Some of the things that 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 they ended poorly, I would say, in in the regular series before New Fifty Two, which is you know. Um, uh, 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 Mirror is from uh, Zybul and they were trying to kill uh, Arthur and they, they, the way they write this is they do it a lot of it in, in flashbacks so even if you didn't read that previous stuff which you don't need to don't go back and read the end of volume 6 and, or, or Blackest Night and, and Brightest Day the Aquaman stuff don't read that shit you don't need to you can get it all through the flashbacks and the way they talk about things in these first three volumes it's, it's all taken care of there um, and they and they fill in the gaps. Uh, the first volume is the trench where you find out that uh, there are these monsters that are coming in and devouring. They've come from the deep, the Marianas Trench, and they're devouring them. You find out that you later find out, I guess, they're they're a lost tribe of um, Atlantis. Uh, and Arthur again, they tied into the thing that happened with Black Manta's father. His only way to stop these creatures because these creatures are hungry, and they have a queen and a king, and their whole thing is they're 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 taking people from the surface concluding them and then bring them down to feed the queen and in order to stop them he has to basically he kills the queen by forcing her into this volcanic um rupture and then seals the trench and 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 on arthur's mind is he thinks he's killed them all so now this goes back to the thing of what he did with black Manta's father because in the back of his mind everybody's telling him it's like no you did the right thing these these creatures these are creatures they they're, they're feeding machines they're killing innocent people but in the back of, of arthur's mind is like they they were just doing what they they were trying to survive, you know. And I I, I think that the way they handle those things in there and all the stuff got, you, you get into um second volume called the others, uh, and this reveals more of Arthur's past. And there's okay. a heart- can, I, can I step in here? Go ahead. I did not like the others. I I, I didn't either. It 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 it's okay. it, 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 it it's one of the things it, it, they they it went too went too far, tried too much. Um. And so the thing with the others is it's uh, the hunt for these artifacts of Atlantis. And I think that's the thing that, that gets me about the others is it comes out of nowhere. Like, nowhere. I, I feel like I, I, at this point, I felt like Mirror because Mirror was like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> you know, because you just you, you literally open the, the volume of the others with Black Manta killing. Oh, who does he kill? I can't remember who, which, which one of the others he kills. And you're like, why am I supposed to care about these people? He didn't kill all of them, and that's what upsets me. Well, no, and that's the thing—he didn't kill all of them. He only killed that one at the beginning, and because each of these these people, you find out that these are this is a group basically like I'm gonna say a pre-Justice League, a not Justice League. It's, that... it's no, it's Aquaman's fucking outsiders. Right, that's yeah, what it you is. yeah, you're right, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, and and it's Jeff Johns not getting the right Batman because Scott Snyder got Batman, and so he wrote Batman as fucking Aquaman, and it's. <laughs> Well, the thing that gets me, you know what gets me about it is, um, because each of, what, what, what basically what Black Manta is hunting for, he's hunting for these artifacts of Atlantis, but they never, and maybe they do it in later issues, uh, not out, uh, outside of Jeff Johns, but they never explain how the others got the art, the, the, each of the artifacts. Well, there's actually a book about that. It's called oh. Aquaman and the Others, and it was a, I think it was a 2014 and 2015 series. I didn't read that for this because I don't love anyone that much. We talk about a 2014, 2015. So that means no. Uh, I guess it was around the same time as this. Then I guess. Yeah. Okay. 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 They, no, they, Chris, they got a spinoff book off of this shit. Oh fuck me. Yeah. 
Whew. Okay, so but there there were there were uh, six known artifacts of Atlantis: it was the Atlantean helmet, Atlantean key, the manacles of force, the seal of clarity, the globe of transportation, and the power glove. Now, if you don't read that other series, you don't know what they do, and you don't really give a fuck. It doesn't matter because all that really matters in this series is that Black Manta believes that there is a seventh artifact, Atlan Scepter. And Atlan Scepter, apparently, according to uh, the um, um, according to uh, the, the the lore, is that Atlan Scepter is what sunk um, Atlantis, and so Black Manta is trying to get the scepter so he can destroy Atlantis. Um, or actually, so we can destroy Atlantis. But you also find out later on that he's been hired by somebody to get the scepter, and. You're led to believe that it's probably Orm. And, yeah. and the only thing that, that the others really sets up for is that, is the final confrontation that the end of this, the end of this series is, because it's a whole bunch of stuff, like you said, it, it's, a, it's a lot of, now that you said that it's really like Batman the Outsiders, the more and more I think about it, the more and more I think about how they portrayed uh, Arthur in that ser- in, in this series, you're right. Because the whole thing is, well, you're you act like you can do everything by yourself, and you're such a loner, and you have friends, and you can you can trust us. And I'm like, this is Batman. This is, this is like the Bat Family telling the Batman to. to Thank you. Like, what are you? Thank what are, you. What are, what are, what are we doing? What are, why are we doing this? That explains everything. Because I'm not gonna lie. Uh, volume one and volume three that that uh, of, of New Fifty Two that that Jeff Johns write, I, I really like. But volume two just felt like it was like it, to me. It wasn't that it was bad. I was just like. Can we get to the point? It makes no sense. It, 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 it feels like I shouldn't be here. I feel like I, I took a wrong turn and wound up in this book. Right. I don't want to be here anymore. Right. I'm not insulting anyone. I just really like to leave this book. Yeah, because the other thing, too, is about this whole thing is, and, and again, <laughs> this kind of gets to my fear of the movie. This also kind of explains why in the movie you have this whole, like, almost like mummy feel of, like, why are we doing a scavenger hunt? Like, what are we doing? This is the others. Like, so if you want to know about, you know, again, I, I kind of bring this up on, on our, on our nonsense. Power Rangers and Batman. Yeah. It, it, what if? <laughs> I bring this up on our, on our Aquaman review of the movie. Basically what happens in the movie is the movie combines volume one, two, and three into one movie. And we're about to get into volume with volume three. is Volume three is Thrones of Atlantis. And it's basically Orm versus... Uh, uh, Arthur for the throne of Atlantis, for, for being king of Atlantis. And individually, each one, again, maybe not so much volume two, but individually, you could, you could have turned all three of these things into a three-movie trilogy arc of Aquaman. And you kind of need to do that, because in order to get to volume three, you need to have, it, at the very least, volume one, and you need to have the, 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 some of the, 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 not the main story and the others, but some of the bits and pieces that happen in volume two, where you have, you know, I, I believe volume two has, uh, is when, uh, I can't remember if it happens, in, maybe it happens in, in, in volume three, but I, I know you have the scepter, you have all these, the, 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 this push to get Arthur to be king. You have Volko show, show back up. Like all this stuff is kind of setting up for getting into it. So when you get into volume three, you can focus on this idea of Orm versus uh, uh, Arthur and the idea that, you know, you're, you're already in your mind thinking that it's got to be Orm. Orm's behind all this stuff because you're taught to believe that Orm is evil. Because right now, Orm, Orm is the one that's running Atlantis. So clearly, he's the one behind all this shit. 
when you just do it in one movie, it's a lot. You don't set things up properly. You don't. But if you're watching the movie and you want to see two and a half hours long, right? It's just it's just a lot to 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 go in, especially when you get into the idea that the Arthur that starts this volume, that that starts volume one of the trench, has already been king, has already been a hero, is already established. Arthur in the movie is not. That's the key difference why the movie doesn't work, but this book, these first three volumes for the most part, do work. Because you can tell the story because you have an Arthur who has already been a hero, who has already been a king, and has basically hung up his his trident and said, I'm done with this. By the way, we should also mention that um, because they were doing the video too and they just had to make everything better, the trident isn't a trident. And I'm saying right now, trident means tri, means three, not five. No. I'm just throwing it out there. No, there's a little hot Wait take. A second, hot take, hot take. Trident should have Chris, three. I'm just yes, Chris. Shang the the prefix tri specifically refers to the numeral three. I know hot takes, man. Hot takes. I'll need to see your notes. I'm just I'm just sorry. I'm just I know I, I got a little I don't little... know if you noticed. We're not here for notes, actually. We're here to say <laughs> <laughs> sorry, what am, uh, me bring the We'll take up. our poorly counted scepter. Right. <laughs> so um Let's get to the throne of Atlantis. Uh, and again, like I said, this is a loose va- version of what this is. And, and sort of thing, I like the throne of Atlantis. I also felt like it felt like Jeff Johns also had one foot out the door already because it felt like it was rushed. He was gone. Hmm? He was gone. Yeah. And, and, and I say that because it's like, it, it, it's a good buildup, but it, it just, at, it, towards the end, you're just like, that's it? I enjoyed it, but it's like, it could have been so much more. Um, could you find out that six total issues? Yeah, it's only six issues, and again, remember, and, and this the, and Throne of Atlantis is it, also it's supposed to be a bigger because it's a crossover because it includes the Justice League because you have Orm taking down the Justice League, <laughs> you know, and Aquaman the show and I'm moving like I can handle this, I'll take care of this, you know, because as far as Orm is concerned, the surface world has attacked him, you know, a um a a a, a U.S. sub had attacked, I believe it attacked Atlantis. And so you, you have this feeling in the back of your mind the entire time that Orm initiated this, he started this to take over the world. And when I mean um, they um, they fuck people up. Atlantis actually does like, you know, kind of retaliate against the service world. This was a movie developed under Zack Snyder. Remember that too. Oh, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the book. Oh yeah, the book. Uh, the book. They win. Like they, they, they win. They win. Uh, that's what I'm saying because uh, in the movie, it's they never make it to the surface. But anyway, um, yeah. In, in in the book, it's like it's wow, this is big. But then you find out who's behind it. that. Orm wasn't the one behind it. Orm Orm literally was like retaliating. I don't want to say in good faith because is anything really in good faith with Orm? Um, but you find it, it was actually Volko. Volko's whole hey. thing was. He wanted Arthur to be king. Of, he wanted to fulfill your destiny to be king of, of Atlantis. And the only way he could figure to do that was to, you know, basically uh, trick Orm into starting a war with the Silver World. Because what you find out is um, when uh, I can't remember, was it is it Western Europe? Somewhere happens and they basically like devastate a city. Like Atlant- Atlantis' first strike is a devastated city, but with a like um, 
That's I think that's what it was. Like uh, Wonder Woman and 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 and, and two men are like on a date, and all of a sudden, like there's a huge wave that crashed down. I, I don't want to say it's New York; it's somewhere wherever they're at. And right. Arthur's like, "Oh my God, this he's doing it." Orm's implementing the plan that me and him came up with when we were kids. You know, so this is also Arthur's plan. Arthur had had a plan to attack the surface it need be if the surface world attacked them. Um, so it was up to Arthur to take down Orm and do this. And then you find out that Volko's the one that did it. Like Volko's the one that was after the scepter, that used the scepter and was trying um, to basically provoke Orm so that uh, Arthur would take over the throne. And he succeeds, and Arthur is put. You know, Arthur has Volko arrested, but Volko Volko's an interesting character because he kind of portrays, he kind of does some fucked up shit. Because even in the Peter David run, he's kind of like backing uh, Arthur's son in that right. until his son like fucks up, and then and then Volko's kind of like going some what? I never said I was going to help you. It's like he's very very tricky and sneaky in that respect. Um. And that's what it ends. It ends with you know, uh, Orm being arrested and going, being arrested and being handed over to the human, the surface world authorities. Um, Arthur takes over as king of Atlantis, and, and he's basically dealing with two worlds of living in the surface with Mirror and also being king of Atlantis and having to balance that that the task of being a hero above above the surface and also being a king under the surface. And uh, Jeff Lund, John leaves the book. And I thought reading. So what did you, what do, what do you got? Oh, no, I was out. No, I came back with Convergence. <laughs> I was, it was because, a wrap for your boy. I was like, nah, man. John's in, you know, John's in care of the cigarette. John's stuck around the JSA for forever. <laughs> like, and you and I have talked on lots of different times about how we think they're overstretching Jeff Johns. And no, I, that was it for your boy. I, I, um, I perused some of the other stuff and I was like, no, this isn't for me. Um, because it did the, uh, I, I, I stopped reading at the, at the, I, started, I kept reading I kept going with it and I was like okay it's not bad, not bad. And I got to the point where they were dealing with like uh, these uh, somebody stole literally stole uh, uh, Arthur's trident because he was keeping he forgot to lock his trident up home, at, at home above the surface and used his trident to like Open this jail that had these. I was just like, I'm done. Like, and then Hercules was in there, and then Arthur and Hercules fought, and I was like, you know what? You know what? You know what? So I popped back in post convergence. Um, Mira was chasing, which was weird. Storyline turns out, uh, Mira had been replaced by her twin sister, which is some uh, just some soap opera type shit. Um, and did you read either of both stuff? I started reading the rebirth. Stuff. I haven't I haven't finished the rebirth stuff, but I, okay. so I've been reading the re- rebirth stuff. I I I have I think I'm in like the first two volumes. I like it. I, I like most of the rebirth stuff I've, I've read because it feels like they they for the most part across the board, at least the early stuff was we fucked up. We're trying to fix it. Yes, exactly. And and, and, and this is one of the books that got the most love from that. I think that because I think that it, it opens with him proposing to her during the um, mm-hmm. same special where. Uh, the Rebirth special where um, Wally comes back. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's been kind of, hey, what if Aquaman was the king? Huh. And they've kind of gone from there and let that story get told. So I think maybe they've gotten 
bolder in their storytelling techniques watching what's happened over across the street um, at the Marvelous competition, but they're leaning into the, 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 the warrior king type thing. And he recently was the focal point of a Justice League crossover, which was really well done. I thought it, it tied him, it kind of tied to like the larger mythology of the Justice League crossover is letting. Is is, drown, is is drowned? Isn't it the drowned, drowned, Earth. drowned Earth? Yeah, I think it was. It was like a very quick one, but it hit like four or five books, and it was over very quickly. But it was a good job by Scott Snyder to tell an Aquaman story and tie Aquaman larger and, and make his his pantheon of characters matter to the larger DC universe. And they're using him as part of this, like the source energy story that um, Snyder's been telling since No Justice and since Metal, really. And I, I like the way it's headed. Yeah, I, if you're if you're interested in Aquaman, Peter David, maybe the first sixteen of Fifty Zoo, and then this current run, uh, volume volume eight. I can I haven't read all the issues, but I can tell you right now I've enjoyed the rebirth stuff a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, no, I I've enjoyed the rebirth stuff. Like I said, I I, I usually when we get to the the more recent stuff, I don't read it right if i don't if i can't finish it i don't read it right there because i'm like especially if it's good i'm like oh they can turn, turn into a yeah, comic book club sit, i'm like this is sick for a minute this, this, i mean i might have to read this and, and i did i i liked it again i was actually surprised uh, the, the new 52 stuff and i will say this we, we got a little bit on jeff johns earlier for the stuff he was doing you know with brightest day i, I got and, on for the stuff that he forced like, right the, when the, they're rebooting and you get to make it yourself that's fine no just don't break everyone else's shit and and that's what i'm saying when when I, jeff john is sometimes at his greatest when he's doing uh, a reboot or a refresh because even you think back to his, his Green Lantern stuff it's the rebirth you know it's when, when you basically give him an, almost a, a, a blank slate to start off with and and, and I think that's the thing that, that, that kind of disappoints with, with the New 52 stuff the, those first three, three volumes even with, even with the others being kind of like out there I only say that they were, it was out there because I'm like if maybe if they had kept it going and explained a little bit better it had been fine, I, but I do think that those first three volumes give a good foundation for somebody to pick up with. They just didn't. I mean, just to be perfectly honest, they didn't. And I think that's right. also why you know your longest running uh, solo Aquaman series. And I don't know what the the current run is on right now, but before then, the longest run was the stuff that was started by Peter David and went through seventy five. Hmm. Think about this. It's like it's almost like having a strong base lets you grow, right? It, 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 you have a character that's been here since the forty forties yet. Um, shit, Batgirl has had a longer run than him. Like, his longest run, the longest Aquaman solo run is 75 issues. And Robbins is longer than that. And, 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 and I don't believe, yeah, you're right. Robbins, like, twice that. Yeah. Almost. Like, and I don't believe it's because the character, people don't respect the character. No, you know what? It is because people don't respect the character. But it's not the readers. It's been the creative teams. The creative teams haven't, given haven't stuck with, with with Arthur and given him the respect that that like I said Peter David and later on uh uh Jeff uh uh Jeff Johns and I guess now is is da- uh is 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 Dan Abnett is he still writing the rebirth stuff or did they change their creator? I I couldn't touch on my head. I okay. Know I know that he started Abnett was who who started writing the rebirth stuff. It's like you know you don't have to like destroy like not everything has to be you're not you're not you're not morrison and even if you think about it morrison doesn't completely destroy everything you know he makes it weird he'll he'll he'll, 
super weird. It makes it super weird. He'll go to different things, but honestly, there's a method to the madness. It's not just. It's not. I'm. You know. You know what? He has a water hand, but I'm just gonna make him wear gloves so we don't have to talk about it and deal with it now. I'm gonna all of a sudden make it so that he know he all of a sudden now has that weakness of being above water again. I'm not gonna do that. So, um, I guess we gotta go ahead and, and finish this. We talked a little bit about his other appearances, Super Friends. Uh, <laughs> just watch the movie. Just here's the, here's the thing. I said this in the review. I'm a little bit calmer now, but I still it still stands. Jason Momoa's Aquaman is not like any Aquaman you have ever read. And I don't mean that as a compliment. I mean that as you cannot find any traces of Arthur Curry that you read in the comics in whatever the fuck Jason Momoa was directed to act as in those movies. It's just not there. And to me, I get people making excuses. Oh, maybe we'll grow into like, If people had problems with Henry Cavill as Superman, if you had problems with Ben Affleck as Batman, if you had problems with any, anybody else who's ever played any other character, there's no way you can let Jason Momoa slide. And, and, and James Wan. Because I've been told that Jason Momoa can't act in other things. I haven't seen it, but I've been told that. I haven't seen fine, it. Fine, fine. I'll go with that. But then there's the direction. And I do know that James Wan basically said, we're just, legit, we're just gonna let Jason be Jason. And I'm like, that's not being Aquaman then. That's not directing. And that's not directing either. And that's not acting. Like, and, that, and that's also not acting. Like that's not directing. And that's not acting. It's neither one of those. And if, you, and if you do that, then that tells me that you don't have a respect for the source material. Where when, after having read this stuff, and again, reading the New 52 stuff, which is stuff that's heavily pulling from the New 52 storylines, you know, mm-hmm. um, it tells me that you've literally only looked at the surface of them and the pretty pictures. And you haven't understood the actual foundation of what it means. You know, if you're going to go with the idea of the Silver Age origin of Arthur Curry, and that mean, and the same thing that they're using in New 52, which is that Arthur Curry's father is you know, what kept him from being that Flashpoint uh, Aquaman, then how are we leaning on the fa- the, 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 that, that relationship? Don't just show them that, hey, they have a good relationship and they hug and stuff like that, but like show that his father actually taught him about being hum- human, about, about, about doing the right thing. Show us that stuff because it's supposed to matter. But if you're just there for the showy stuff, you get surface level Aquaman or Aqua, Aqua Dubro. And it doesn't fucking work. And it just doesn't. So, um, but this is, this is what they're going with now. So now you're down with uh, an Aquaman that you'll never read in the comics. And I, at least I hope they not. Because they ever put this, if they ever put Jason Momoa's Aquaman in the comic books? You can't. Like, you, the, you can't t- write that comic. Lobo. You can't write Lobo. <laughs> and really what it is, right? He would have been an awesome Lobo. He would have been yeah, a he's great. Lobo. He would have been a Oh, now fuck. You're right. See? He would have been a great Lobo. But you're right. He is, oh my God, he is Aqua Lobo. Fuck me. There it is. I haven't even seen it and I'm gold. Look at that, guys. Talent. Folks, I want to say thank you guys very much for listening to uh, the Character Corner. We, we ha- we've, we've had, you know, it's a lot of work, but we really, really, really love uh, doing these episodes. Um, I have some ideas. I, I should have run this by... Uh, Deep up before I'm not gonna announce, so I'm not gonna announce it now. But I have some ideas of what we're gonna start the year out with next year. 
I think you guys are really, really happy and really, really excited for what we do going forward. I mean, now I want to know. Well, okay, fine. It, it's, not, it's not a big thing. Maybe we did talk about this. I, I kind of want to do uh, starting in, I want in January. All right, so let's go through the schedule. I want to do in January. I want to do our um, eras of comic books. I want to do the Golden Age, Silver Age, okay. and, and, and Bronze Age, and Modern Age. And we we can kind of pull out some of uh, some some the history of it, but also talk maybe some of our favorite comics out of out of those eras if we have some. Um, uh, obviously, February is going to be uh, Captain Marvel, and then March will be uh, Sazam. Just because of when those movies come out, the Sazam and and Captain Marvel comes at the beginning of March, so we have to record in February, and then Sazam comes out being beginning of April. We'll, Can we'll please record. call Sazam parentheses Captain Marvel. Whatever. It's a hero who can't say his name. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, we can do that. And then I'm also thinking because we're gonna uh, so then Infinity War comes out in 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 April, and I I think because um I think it's time to do this character. Uh, um, this, this is why I think this is a shot because I have not run this by you. Um, what what about doing uh, Iron Man? Let's do it because uh, you know if this is going to be uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s last run as as Iron Man, what better way than to go into uh, uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame, than to uh, talk about the character he's played uh, all these years and basically gave birth to the MCU? Let's let's do Iron Man. And we, we might throw some, we might, right? And we might throw some, we might throw some smaller uh, uh, episodes in there, we, like we like we did with the Doom Patrol and things like that. But that's what we got planned right now for you guys. So um, we're looking forward to it. Thank you guys very much for listening to us all this these these, these last whoosh, three years, I guess now, in all these episodes. Long enough, right? Long enough. Thank you guys very much, and we look forward to seeing you and talking to you guys in 2019. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, and until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.